welcome to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Micah Horvath. This podcast exists to share the stories of everyday people, to discuss the difficult moments in life, the amazing triumphant times, and the journey in between. We all have a story to tell, and we hope this podcast helps you in telling your own. Kip and I would like to start this episode by thanking every one of our listeners. You're the reason Mountain and Valley exists and what has made season one as successful as it is. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. We asked you to submit questions that you would like answered about this podcast and what we believe. During this episode, we sat down to answer those questions. We hope you enjoy it. So as we said in the intro, Today's episode is a Q&A with me and Kip, but not only that, we do have a special guest on with us to ask the questions and kind of facilitate. I'd like to introduce my wife, Paige. Hello. Thanks for joining us. We know you listen every week as we set this up, with the exception of when it's somewhere else, but thanks for helping us out. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Shall we get into the questions? Let's do it. Take it away, Paige. You got it. So, Kip, what's two plus three? Oh, my gosh. The answer is fish. Right. I didn't do so great in math, so. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. I I think it's fish. We're going to move on. (laughs) It's a great question. From what you've heard from guest speakers, what has been the most influential in your life? So, as un unbiasedly as I can say this it's going to be Bethany because she's been a part of my life my entire life being my older sister somebody I was able to look up to as a kid and over the years just seeing their faith grow and develop and it was encouraging to me to find my own and to uh, grow it nice Uh, I'd say David Um, even though I've known David for many years and heard his story uh, a couple of times in church, uh, it was just strange to sit down one-on-one with him and hear it, and it hit me in a really personal way because our stories are really similar. Um, so I walked away, I think, that night, and I was like, wow, I did not realize how much we had in common. Very nice. What's been your most memorable episode? Um, I'm going to say Colton's. Um, it was just a lot of fun to record with him because he's just a, a fun guy and a really confident speaker. Uh, but also we were up until like ten thirty or 11 o'clock at night recording. <laughs> so yeah. it was just crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was all good conversation. We were just in front of the mics for a long time. It's very true. All of it. It was, it was a good episode of fun to record. Uh, for me, my most memorable was definitely the gospel. Uh, because in preparation for that, just looking back at the gospel story, I do that a lot around Easter, around Christmas, these holidays that we celebrate Christ's story and what he has done for us. But just to do it uh, for an episode and really dig in, and it was it was really, really memorable for me for, for that and so many other reasons. That was great. I think that was the most 
heavily researched episode too. Like we put a lot of work into it just to make sure it was just solid. Well, and we didn't want to get the details of that as important as they are incorrect. And we may still have, unfortunately we're, we're flawed, but that was when we did. We were very diligent with that's for sure. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. This one's for my lovely husband. Do you believe God would ever allow someone to truly renounce their faith? Have fun with this one, Micah. Thanks. So, my personal opinion on this, and it is that, there I'm sure are quite a few people that disagree with me, and and Kip, you may even be one yourself. But, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's our place to judge whether someone's faith is authentic or not but to completely truly renounce their faith and and never come back i don't think it was authentic in the first place just to keep it short and sweet i I don't think it's possible yeah that's a good answer what biblical evidence is there for telling of a testimony to be part of sharing the gospel Yeah. yeah so this was one of the the first questions we got and it was really a head scratcher. We we spent several days just talking about it. <clears throat> uh, this person also asked if we would do more exegetical work, uh, which just means would we spend more time studying scripture and talking about what scripture means. Um, so just right off the bat, the first thing I want to say is that me and Micah aren't biblical experts. Uh, neither of us have gone to seminary. We're not pastors. We don't have any kind of uh, official background studying the Bible um, in like a classroom setting or anything like that. We just go to church every week, and that's how we learn is from our pastors and our small group leaders and mentors and friends. Um, so I just want to start by saying that. <clears throat> uh, the second thing I want to say to address the question, uh, what biblical evidence is there for sharing a testimony and a gospel kind of as, as one thing, uh, there, there isn't really any biblical evidence for that. Uh, we have a lot of examples of people in the Bible doing it. Um, for example, uh, we shared in the uh, about two episodes ago, uh, in summation, uh, we talked about Luke 8 briefly and how you had this guy that Jesus healed of, of demon possession. And at the end of it, he tells him to go and tell everybody what happened. And the guy goes out and tells his story and what Jesus did. And then Acts 26, uh, Paul does something really similar. He tells his testimony of how Jesus met him on Damascus Road, everything that happened to him after that, and just being what being a missionary was like for him, and ties the gospel into it. Um, and then there's all sorts of biblical evidence all throughout the Bible of people sharing their testimony and telling about what God has done and how good God is and sharing the gospel at the same time. But there's not any, I say there is none because there isn't like a firm command to share your testimony um, and share the gospel at the same time. Um, You know, it's not like, I mean, like Jesus gives us very clear commandments, love God and love others. But there's no very clear directive where it says, whenever you share the gospel, you also have to tell your testimony or vice versa. Um, I will say, though, we we strongly believe that when you share your testimony, the gospel should be a part of that. Um, 
the gospel should be very clear and evident while you're telling your testimony so that whoever's listening to you hears the gospel inadvertently, um, although on purpose. Um, so we do think those two are completely tied together. Really complicated answer to a difficult question. Um, and I will say this thirdly, the gospel can absolutely positively 100% be told separate from a testimony or without a personal testimony. Um, you know, the gospel in and of itself is powerful and it's, it's the story of Jesus and it doesn't necessarily, actually not necessarily, absolutely does not need your story to back it up or give it more power. It is just completely powerful in and of itself because it's the story of Jesus. Um, I love what Charles Spurgeon said. This is a really popular quote. Um, he said, the word of God is like a lion. You don't have to defend a lion. All you have to do is let the lion loose and the lion will defend itself. And the gospel is exactly like that. The only reason we share testimonies tied with the gospel is because it makes it more relatable to the person that we're talking to. It's all about relatability with your audience and the person that you are discipling or communicating with. So, really long answer to a really good question. Thank you, seriously, to whoever sent that in. Absolutely. And just to reiterate exactly what Kip said in my own wording, the gospel is not dependent on us to do its work. Yeah. Scripture tells us, even in our in our verse, <clears throat> if nothing else, rocks will cry out the glory of God. So, your story, as unique as it is and as helpful as it can be to share the gospel through... That's not the point. How do you share the gospel with someone who thinks that they have already received it? Well, um, well, I know we're both going to answer it. Can I go first? No. Darn yeah, it. Of course you can. Uh, well, the, the thing to keep in mind is that Christians can always benefit from hearing the gospel again. Um, it's not like once you get saved, you can never hear it ever again. Uh, you don't want to hear the gospel after you get saved. That's just not a thing that exists. Um, so if you're ever sharing the gospel with someone who claims to be a Christian, uh, don't feel as if you're wasting your breath. Um, and don't try to put a fresh spin on anything. It's the gospel. You don't need to change anything or make it different or more <laughs> hip for lack of a better word. Just let the Holy Spirit work through you. Um, you know, let the Holy Spirit work on their hearts and, you know, just let the gospel speak for itself. If they're claiming to already be a Christian and they hear the gospel and it hits them in a new way for the first time and they realize I'm not saved, then that's the Holy Spirit working in them. It has nothing to do with you sharing the gospel. It's all the gospel in and of itself. Um, you don't need to you don't need to believe or think that all of the responsibility is on you um, if they are saved or not saved. That's that's God's responsibility. That's God's job, so to speak. Your only responsibility is to share the gospel with them, to share the love of Jesus with them. Um, it's not ultimately on you if they get saved or not. So, to re-quote myself... It's not up to you whether they accept it or not. It's up to you whether you share it or not. So with that being said, to echo Kip, share it. There's no harm in it. Exactly. If at very least you're getting more experience sharing the story with someone, sharing the gospel with someone. But I would also say um, while you can 
Uh, you know, scripture does say you'll know them by their fruit. It's not our job to determine whether or not somebody's um, salvation is authentic or not. God is the only judge on that matter. While fruit will be a good indicator, don't necessarily count somebody out. I know myself uh, and part of my story that I shared two weeks ago. I can relate to the prodigal son as while I was saved, I lived a little bit of a rebellious life for a little bit and just did my own thing. Um, God graciously, as he always does with his children, calls us back home. So be mindful of that as well. I'd say also pray for him. Don't just share the gospel. Please share it. Absolutely share it. But if you're not praying for them as well, you're missing a, a big opportunity. When sharing the gospel with someone, what are the next steps when they have accepted it? So I'm going to go ahead and start with this one. Do it. That's one fantastic. And if that has happened, celebrate it. Rejoice with it because that's a big deal. A little bit of a tangent here. I feel like so many people celebrate sporting events and birthdays and things like that. Good things far more than they should celebrate the best things, which is someone accepting salvation. What's better than that? So celebrate it, but also make sure that you keep an open line of communication with them to help answer any questions they have, point them in the right direction. It's just like getting your first trip overseas. If you don't know what to do, what to go, it's terrifying. It's scary. It's difficult. So definitely make sure that you're helping them through discipleship. And if you're not in a place that you're comfortable to or able to, find them somebody who can. Yeah. yeah. In a really practical sense, in that moment, if you're sitting with someone and you're sharing the gospel with them and they accept Jesus, then immediately in that moment, you need to pray with them. Um don't walk away from it and just put it all on them to take care of. You need to be there with them, bow your heads, close your eyes and pray with them. Um, and if you don't know how to do that, first go into it and take some time to research before you even share the gospel. Someone like, what do I do next? But an easy thing to remember is ABC. I feel recording really sharing this, but it does, it is pretty helpful. Um, first, while you're praying with them, just have them admit that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. Um, have them believe and confess that belief in Jesus um, and believe that Jesus has saved them from their sins. And then C, confess that He's the Lord and Savior of their life and that He's in charge of everything that they're doing from here on out. Um, so ABC, admit, believe, confess but yeah just immediately in that moment pray with them um it seems really simple and straightforward but that is the best thing you can do in that moment because if they're new especially if they're a new believer the odds are they've never prayed by themselves before and they need someone there to help guide them um and just show them what it's like to go before a holy and just god and confess that you're a sinner in need of a savior um but more importantly, to go to a loving, holy father and talk to him like he's someone who has a relationship with you. 
I'd love to know your viewpoints if you believe God can send us signs and what do you think they look like? That's a great question. Immediately, the, the thing that comes to my mind and came to my mind the first time I read this question was Muslims. So it's it's often told, maybe not often, I, I have heard quite a few stories of different Muslims who have who come to salvation because they had a dream. They'd never heard the story of the gospel prior to that. In fact, they may have been on their way to Mecca. But they, God gives them a dream of the gospel, of Christ, of what Jesus did. And they immediately, maybe not all of them, but I've heard a few stories where they've immediately accepted the gospel as soon as they woke up. Which, to me, says, yes, God can and does send signs. Have I personally experienced what I thought was a sign? No. At a time, did I think I did? Yes. But I think God speaks to different people in different ways. Um, the biggest sign of all would just be reading Scripture and, and knowing it. If something lines up with Scripture, then great. If not, then probably not a sign. Yep. I will say to you real quick, uh, if you want a good, good book... Um, to read that just tells these stories like what Mike is talking about of literally just of Muslims who've had visions and dreams and come to faith in Jesus. Um, then look up dreams and visions by Tom Doyle. I read, it's a really good book, really amazing stuff. Um, there's just some amazing things happening over in the middle East, uh, or just in the 1040 window in general. And God's just working in some, some people's lives and it's just amazing. So what's the 1040 window for anyone who might not know? So the 1040 window is a small region of the world. Um, and those numbers 10 and 40 come from uh, latitude, uh, just some coordinates, longitude and longitude. Um, and it is basically a section of the world that is the uh, least reached with the gospel. Um, it's pretty big. It's bigger than I thought it was. Uh, we just looked it up just to make sure. Uh, but it includes some of Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. Um, and it's just a part of the world where the gospel is just not being shared widely um, or believed widely. And there's just not a lot of uh, believers there. So that is the 1040 window. Thanks for that. If you were to add another host to the podcast, who would it be and why? So I would like to add, I'm not going to name any specific names. No one, Kip, no one. What? What do you mean no one? No one. We need help, Micah. <laughs> don't. We got this. Uh, yeah, we're doing good. We don't need any other hosts. Peace out. <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> no, um, no one is, is literally my answer just because me and Kip have had a friendship for 11 years. Uh, we know each other pretty well. I feel like we we play off and feed off each other really well as well. Yeah, yeah. Really well as well. It's all well. It is well with, with my, my soul. soul. <laughs> See, that was unplanned. Um, but just as an example, Kip and I have a really good relationship. We've been friends for a while. I think we're, we're pretty entertaining together as well as uh, do our due diligence in preparations but I know you had an answer. (laughs) 
No, I can't say it now. I feel bad. Um, At the point. <laughs> if we were going to add anybody, I would want to add somebody who uh, knows their stuff a little bit more. Um, like, say, a pastor like Travis or uh, someone who's gone to seminary already. And it's just much more knowledgeable. Because, um, you know, going back to that question about biblical evidence and uh, exegetical evidence for sharing testimonies with the gospel. Um, we can only give, oh, so much of an answer for that, but there are people out there who could give a much more solid answer than we could. And that is someone I would love to have on this show who could just, anytime we have a guest, just blow us away with some biblical knowledge that we don't have. Bible Project, hey, you guys, if you're listening, hit us up. Tim, we need you. Not just Tim. You can't remember his name. John, we need you too. Nice save. I literally have notes with their names in here. <laughs> it's like the next, next question. Aside from Tim and John, that's probably no one aside from them. You're right. If I can't have Tim and John on this podcast, just Mike I, don't, and I don't want any other podcast hosts joining us. Why did you start this podcast? That's a great question. Why did we get... <laughs> It's a long story. Um, Filled with a bunch of sighs. I know we had, we both came into it in different ways. So, like, in college, I really got into podcasts. Um, and, you know, I would just go to the gym, believe it or not, and have my headphones in or be driving, and I would just be listening to podcasts instead of music. Um, that's just sort of something that became a huge addiction almost or a habit for me was listening to podcasts and I just really wanted to start one um and I didn't really know what to do and I went through a few trials I actually released a different version of the Mountain and Valley podcast wherein I was just talking through uh scripture and what I was studying at the time um it didn't get much traction though and I was I I workshopped a little while a podcast for writers, um, just for writers to come in that I knew to just talk through what they were working on and and the craft and art of writing. Um, but ultimately, we kind of just combined projects. So like, what was the project you were working on way back when? Life the anthology. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I've always had a passion for people, which. I'm pretty sure I've shared, and if not, then that's a big fact of about me. And I love hearing people's stories, specifically what God has done in their life, but not limited to that. And so, Kip and I, being the good friends we we are, had actually started Life the Anthology together, which was going to be a video series. That's a lot more work than a podcast, which neither one of us had the time for. We actually recorded one. Which never got released. We recorded two. Did we do two? Yeah, we had two. We did JMO. JMO and me. Oh, I forgot about yours. Yeah. Well, we did yours so many times over the years. Well, that's true. Kip is no stranger to sharing his story, thankfully. Yeah. But I haven't done it on here yet. <laughs> and there were two reasons why we didn't actually release any of that, uh, though we did record a couple testimonies. Was one, there's this thing that exists called I Am Second which they do a really good job of that. And mm-hmm. that's a big time commitment. 
way more than a podcast and a podcast is a lot yeah and then i know around that time you know we were considering not just giving up because of i am second um and it was like well if someone else is doing it why should we do it but if you watch their videos what is the main thing that you notice they're high profile people. exactly everyone on there is someone famous who has a massive platform already to share their story on um it's like tim tebow he didn't need any extra uh, help sharing his story um, it is a great story i'm not putting it down and i love everything i'm second has done um but we wanted to kind of highlight people who don't have that opportunity or that platform to share their stories um and thus this podcast kind of came into existence but it took like months months nah, Abby, from from when we started um oh, from inception with the anthology to the now two it, years it's like two or three years well then when we started the actual podcast it was probably 10 months of prep and yeah. going through different possible guests and what we wanted to it to look like figuring out how to record yeah all sorts of stuff but now here we are um it's been awesome what are some of your biggest inspirations for this podcast? For me, um, the Bible Project has been a massive, massive influence. Um, not just on this podcast, but on my, my life in general. Um, I often find myself just in small group with my middle school guys, and I'll be quoting something that Tim Mackey has said on one of his podcasts. Um yeah, but just seeing everything that they've done because they've created this huge archive of resources for believers, um, new and old, to access um, and really, really dig in and study the Bible in a in-depth way, um, like like stuff you would hear if you went to seminary. Um, but they've they've made it all free, like they've created this free resource for believers to be inspired by the Word of God. Um, in a very real, in-depth, scholarly way that they wouldn't normally have access to um, just because of financial resources. Um, so they've been, for me, one of the biggest influences for creating this podcast because I just wanted to create something wherein we helped people um, dissect and discuss what it means to share your faith story with other people um, and what that looks like. And again just to make it a free easily accessible resource for people likewise the quality that they have is just incredible they don't do anything without putting their full effort behind it so a big influence for me aside from the bible project because they have been as well was in a a podcast that unfortunately doesn't um, produce any more episodes at the time whoa are Actually, you gonna, i was gonna say are you gonna say cultivated yeah, because they've the, been releasing stuff recently so wow I, I literally just pulled it up and they didn't post anything from november 13th of 2018 until september 26th yeah i think so I he just releases stopped. all of his stuff at once at once i just stopped checking because i thought they were, yep. it was over fantastic if you haven't listened i highly check it out they're not necessarily testimonies of salvation for their guests that they've had it's just more of a general story of their life and different things 
Um, but they've had Phil Keggy on. They had Kyle Eidelman. Kyle Eidelman. They also had. Wasn't Beth Moore on there? No, you're thinking of Christine, Christine Kane. Kane. That was a really good one. If you if you haven't listened to it, Kip, I recommend it. Enough plugging of cultivated, uh, but they were another big inspiration for me personally. Mr. Horvath, what do you wish you had known before you started this podcast? Well, um, I'm sure you'll want to answer this too, Kip. But for me, the the time commitment, because it has been a lot of work, a lot of time, which I kind of assumed would just be, oh, you go and talk, you record that conversation, you upload it, bada bing, bada boom, you're done, which has not been the case. So that was a big part of it, but also uh, it gets a little expensive. Mm, yeah. Especially as you learn how to do it better and upgrading the equipment. It's not the not the most expensive thing, but it's definitely not the cheapest either. We ended up outsourcing stuff to you. Yes, that's that's been a huge help though. Yeah. Our team has been awesome. Shout and out. It's so so crazy and such a blessing to say that we have a team. Shout out to Kelsey and Austin. And Jimmy, who helped us with social media. And Robert. And Robert for making our music. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here today if yeah. it wasn't for you guys. We would have probably yeah, given so up true. by now. I think one of the things I wish I had known is how many people were going to say no. Um, which, I mean, the whole, <laughs> we even say this in the intro, the purpose of this podcast is to share the everyday stories of regular people. And we hope that it helps you in telling your own story. Um, but so many people have just been hesitant to come on and share their story um, just because it's scary to get in front of a microphone. Um, and it's it's scary. We don't have a huge audience base right now. Um, but, you know, it's just scary to think there are hundreds of people listening to me talk. It's terrifying. Um, so I wish I had known beforehand, like, we're going to have a hard time getting guests for a while. Yeah. Being on the other side of this, talking by yourself was more difficult than I expected. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to take this time to thank all of our previous guests and all of our future guests yeah. because it's you make yourself vulnerable for potentially anyone in the entire world to hear. Yep. So thank you for that. And it is not taken for granted anymore by me. What is the process for each episode? Mind if I take this one? Do it. So each episode is going to vary in what it looks like whether it's a guest episode or a solo session or the the few trailers, teasers, whatever you want to call it that we put out. So typically it it begins with the recording process. So if it's a guest, we have a guest scheduled, we ask them to send their testimony or at least some talking points to us ahead of time so that we can prepare some questions, get it back to them ideally, and just let everyone feel comfortable with what's going to be discussed, which may or may not always happen depending on scheduling and procrastination. Not necessarily on the guest side, but sometimes on us. Life life is busy for everyone. So that's the beginning. Um, if it's a solo session, we typically do our research on the topic and then we record 
and that is just sitting down at a table with microphones in our software and recording from that we edit it typically not typically it's either kip or i that edits each episode and decides what bloopers stay or get cut out or there's an awkward five minute pause and where i'm trying to think of a question to ask from there we send it to j.a parkey who has been so graciously patient with us because we're not very good at meeting deadlines for ourselves and does our mixing and mastering when we actually get it to him in time so thank you again austin you have added so much to the quality of the episodes but it doesn't end there so from there we get everything scheduled for posting with different graphics uh, captions for social media all the hashtags hashtags for days and then we've had a couple people help us with social media uh, Kip and I have done some of it but also Jimmy very early on got us off the ground and, and really made it a lot more um, stomachable just the task and, and how much work that was to maintaining and now uh Kelsey Wilkinson, Kip's sister. Now Kelsey Parkey. Oh, snap. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, you'll always be part Wilkinson in my head, Kelsey. No offense, Austin. I just have known her for a while that way. Kelsey Parkey has started to take over that social media role and is just running with it. So thanks for all you guys do. Yep. And we also, just before we don't mention it, uh, we actually usually pray before the start of every episode. Uh, especially guests, we don't always do a good job of it when we're doing solo sessions. But we make sure to pray over our guests before they go in and record. And typically there's, for me at least, I can't, I can't speak for Kip because we don't hang out 24-7. But there's prayer leading up to it to make sure that um, anything that is said or, or asked or thought is glorifying to God because this isn't about us and we don't want it to be. What's been some of the ways you both have seen God work through the podcast? I'm going to start because you have some cool stories if you want to share them. Um, But I have gotten to have some really cool conversations with people. Um, if I go into work, I, I work in a place that's, you know, it's pretty dark, literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> I work in a warehouse, um, but the lighting's bad. That's the joke. Uh, but I've, I've had to have many conversations with uh, coworkers um, just about the fact that I have a podcast, and that has led to a few people checking it out and listening to it uh, who normally wouldn't listen to something like this. Um and that's just been really cool to see God use something where me and Micah just sit down with some microphones and started doing something funny. Not funny, but, you know, uh, something crazy. And God's been using it to reach people that I wouldn't have expected Him to reach. Um, and then also just, you know, I lead a small group of middle school guys. Shout out to you. Um, and... I know some of them have been listening to it and some of their parents have been listening to it and that's just been really cool to me. Uh, 
because, you know, at first when we started doing this, it felt like we were talking into a void. Uh, it was just like, we're just speaking into our microphones and hoping someone listens. Um, but now when I get in front of the mic and we're talking about stuff, or when one of our guests says something really poignant, I sit back and I think, I know exactly who's going to hear this and I know how it's going to hit them. And I get, I get to put faces with people now who are being impacted by things that we're saying on this show. That's been one of the coolest things for me to see God work through. Yeah. There have been a, a lot of good conversations that have come out of it, with, for me specifically, with uh, just even family telling them I'm doing a faith based podcast, not knowing where all my family is at. Um, and so it's been cool just to share my faith and what I believe in and what I'm passionate about with them. And one of the, the coolest things is I've actually, because of the podcast, was able to to share the gospel with a friend of mine who otherwise wouldn't have let me have that conversation. Um, they were in a tough place in life and just decided to check it out for some encouragement. And they ended up reaching out to me and letting me know, hey, I'm wanting to, to turn my life around and your podcast is encouraging me to do that. Uh, to which I just responded, awesome, and I'm here to talk anytime. Let me know if you have any questions. Not wanting to, to force anything on them, just to let them know I'm here and I care. And then a week or two later, they come back and, you know, these are the, the steps I've taken to try and get my life on track. Nothing's working. Uh, I think I'm ready to try Jesus now. And that was the most awe-inspiring moment that I've had in a long time to know that God is using something that, like Kip said, we didn't know if anybody would listen. We didn't do it for anybody specific. But to know that God... And, and, pause that. Kip and I have said from the beginning, even if just one person accepts Christ or is encouraged from this that's everything we could ask for just one uh, that's been our prayer from the start and and god has done so much more than that but getting to see that one where he didn't have to reveal that that's that's been the most encouraging thing to see come of it what has been one of the biggest struggles you have dealt with during this venture Time management. <laughs> um, over committing and just being busy in life. As most of you that are up to date and have listened to a good part of our episodes, Kip got married through this process. Woo! And that is a lot of work, as Paige and I learned a couple years ago. But also, um, just being busy. Paige and I are married. We both work full-time, trying to balance a podcast with work, with friends, with family, with our... We're newlyweds, too. We've only been married two years, as Kip couldn't recall two weeks ago. <laughs> For shame. But in all seriousness, just learning to balance all of that and making sure that while I'm working on something that God has called Kip and I to, that I'm not neglecting my wife, 
and making sure that she she knows that confidently. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just to repeat kind of some of what you said for myself, uh, you know, we were plan- I was planning a wedding or helping. Pl- I did not plan anything. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Uh, you know, helping plan a wedding um, and getting married. And going through that whole process while we were working on this. Um, but then also working full-time and interning um, for uh, for a student ministry. And just, you know, all the other stuff that goes with life, like family things and... Other hobbies. Other hobbies. Mm-hmm. I have a ridiculous amount of things that are side projects. Um, you know, just it got really hard to handle some stuff some, some days. Uh, I know the first... Golly, I think the first five or six months we were doing this, it was just me and Micah, mm-hmm. and we were scheduling guests, we were managing all the documents for guests to make sure they had everything in order before they came on, um, and just, you know, so that they knew kind of what, what we were up to and how to tell their story. Um, but then also, we were running all the social media, we were doing all the editing and cutting ourselves. And it was just crazy to try and manage a podcast and all the things that go into it and all the other stuff that we've had going on in life because we were just really busy people. So, man, time management has been the craziest thing to work with while we're doing this. You can say that again. Can you submit suggestions for future guests? Yes. Really? Really? Yes. There are some stipulations, though. You need to let them know first. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to just volunteer somebody without them knowing. We are not going to reach out to somebody um, unless you've reached out to them first. Well, I would say even more so, encourage them. If you want to suggest them, tell them, hey, I think you would be a great guest. And have them reach out to us directly because there are going to be some things that we want to talk to them first. Yep. Um, we're not just going to have anybody on as a guest, but if we know your heart and we know your sincerity and we know that this isn't just uh, a pedestal for you to put yourself on, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Just, you know, PM us or send us an email at mountain valley podcast at gmail.com and we'll work on it um but yeah like like what micah said just make sure there's communication and that you're not just throwing someone under the bus another requirement that i'm going to throw out there is they have to be a follower slash subscriber to the podcast it's so true but seriously (laughs) if you haven't followed or subscribed do that yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna suggest someone, um, at least send them our podcast so that they can check it out and kind of see what we're doing. I'm personally most excited about this question that I'm about to ask both Kip and Micah. Uh, I have personally experienced all the work that they have put into this podcast to make it great, and uh, I don't expect anything but awesomeness for what's to come. So. With that, are you ready for the final question? No. I'm scared. Not after that. I'm so scared. That was a huge build up to an easy question. What can we expect 
for season two. So we'll get into some some specific stuff that you guys can expect that you'll literally be seeing. Um, but first, let's talk about some of the, the technical stuff. Uh, so like I, like we've said, we've, we've got new team members, um, specifically Kelsey and J.A. Parkey. Um, <clears throat> shout out to my siblings. Uh, they're going to be helping us out with a lot of stuff. Uh, so what you can definitely expect is that the podcast is going to sound better. Uh, those first few episodes were rough sounding because we were using cheap microphones. Um, so things are just going to be much, much better audibly. Yeah, J.A. Parkey is going to help us polish yeah. things quite a bit. That's right. brother Brother-in-law's rock. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, I have two now. Cool. I have two as well. Yeah, awesome. So there's that, and then we got we got new equipment. Um, we've been slowly rolling it out as we've progressed through this season. Um, but next season, it's all going to be the nice new equipment, so things will just look better and sound better. Um, Kelsey will be doing a lot more stuff on social media for you guys to interact with and to be encouraged throughout the week. Um, Especially because one of the biggest changes we're going to be making is the episode count. Do you want to tell them or shall I? I'll tell them. I don't think they want to know. I don't think they want to hear this. No. uh, Season 2, there's not going to be any more solo sessions. We're done with solo sessions. For a while. Yeah, for now. For for at least for season two, we're gonna step away from that. Yeah, they may or may not come back. We don't know in the future yet. But season two is just going to be guest episodes. That's right. You've spoken. We've listened. The numbers don't lie. Those are the more popular episodes. It is true. So, how often are we going to be uploading, Kip? So we're going to go from being a bi-weekly podcast to a monthly podcast, which I'm sure Aaron and Paige are thankful for so ecstatic and we're looking forward to it as well that goes back to the amount of work we've put in for you guys we really hope you enjoy uh, and have enjoyed season one we look forward to season two with great excitement anticipation for what's going to be said what god's going to do and what we're going to learn through it because we've learned through this process hopefully as much if not more than you guys have and we're just thankful for each and every one of you that have taken the time out of your day to listen, to follow what we're doing and, and who we have on. And we wouldn't continue to do it if it wasn't for you all. Yeah. And the good thing is, since we're cutting back to so few episodes, um, we're going to be a lot more focused on how they sound. Um, just our interaction with our guests is going to be... A, so much better. We're going to have more time to focus on our guests, which we're excited about. And it's just going to be a much better experience overall because we'll have a lot more time to get things edited and sounding perfect. Um, I say we, old J.A. Parkey's going to be able to do that for you because he'll have more time. Um, but things will just sound better. Uh, and we really hope that everyone learned a lot from the solo sessions about the components of a testimony, the anatomy of a testimony. Um, but it's definitely time to step away from that and focus more on the heart and soul of what this podcast is and why we started it. And that is sharing the stories of everyday people, which will be great. So what else can we expect, Kip? Well, one thing um, we're going to start doing, I'm really excited about, 
is we're going to be releasing devotional material. Say what? That's right. Um, My background is in writing and editing, and I'm very much looking forward to putting together some material for you guys to read and study along with us and with our guests uh, as we go throughout this next season. Um, We're going to be releasing those mainly through an email, uh, but we're also going to be trying to hopefully get a website up and running so that you could access them on there as well. That one might take a little bit more time. We'll see what happens. We're starting with emails for now. Yeah, we're going to start with emails for now, but we're going to definitely be releasing some devotionals for you guys to be studying. Uh, Some of them hopefully will be written by guests. And we'll release more information on how to subscribe to that email email list and how to get a hold of those as we progress. Um, we're still getting everything kind of set up, but we just have wanted to get everyone on the hype train. We're going to start releasing devotionals. I'm very excited. So again, we can't thank you guys enough for listening and supporting us throughout the first season. We hope to, to see you back again in February. That's right. We'll be back in February for season two. So until next time, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. New Year's gift. Happy New Year's. Thank you for listening to the Mountain and Valley podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. Just search underscore MV podcast on any platform. Again, that's underscore MV podcast. This podcast was created and produced by Kip Wilkinson and Michael Horvath. All of our original music has been produced by Robert Luther. This episode was mastered by J.A. Parkey. Thank you so much for listening. Now go tell your story.